Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you are listening. Welcome back to the Black Women Black Women Working Podcast and a happy, happy, happy new year. It's Chantel here. It's Natalie. Happy New Year 2022. Oh my god. Twos on twos on twos on twos. Oh my gosh, twos on twos on twos. On twos, on twos. Let me just raise my voice so people can hear me. <laughs> so I mean, I'm glad we're back, and I'm glad we're back so early in the year, but it's not quite time for season six yet. No, 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 not time as yet, but um, we didn't do like an end of year thing, um, so I just feel like it's nice for us to be back, because it means that we haven't been away for that long, do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's right, that's right. Um, and whilst we're here, I don't think we've actually spoken to the listeners, so I know that it was over a month ago, but... Let me just take the opportunity to thank everybody who supported us through the Brown Sugar Awards. Oh my and goodness. it was yes. such a wonderful way to end the year on a high yes. for the podcast. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, our first award. First of many. Um, yes. It's nice to be recognised, isn't it? Yes. It's, actually it's nice to be recognised. Celebrate your damn self, right? Yeah, it feels spicy. It feels sweet. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that. So, 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 so what are we talking about today then, Chantel? Listen. What you got me here when I'm trying to take out my extension? Messaging you at all kinds of hours. How could we not talk about yes. what everybody else is talking about? Okay. okay. Hustle culture. Yeah. Hustle culture, somewhere in this mix. Oh. Uh, systemic oppression, somewhere in this mix. Who gives a damn, somewhere in this mix. We are talking about the statement that Molly May influencer made um, and to quote, but I haven't got the direct quote, but she said something along the lines of we all have the same 24 hours in a day. And that's that's the headline. And essentially, um, you know, she's saying if you work hard, you will get results. Mm. And. I messaged you when I first saw it and was like, we need to talk, maybe we need to talk about it, maybe not. And then within a few hours, social media, Twitter, Black Twitter, Clubhouse, mm. been mad. So mm. first of all, I want to say, um, you know, maintaining the integrity of this podcast and who we are, we are not here to slag off Molly May. We're not here to slag off any influencers. Like but, a joker. No, 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 because that's not what we do, in it? That's not what we do. But hopefully we'll tackle a few things. I think there's a few issues at play here. One, it's Molly May, she's an influencer. No, 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 no. I think you need to take a step back because I think you need to talk about, like, what she said, what the background is, um, and just kind of, like, you need to put the mood music and, like, set the scene. Oh, sorry, sorry, babes. Jumping right into the thick of it. So it was an interview. Um... I'm I'm only paraphrasing from what I've grasped. I, I haven't dug too deep to be okay. fair. Yeah. So it was an interview. Molly May um was a Love Island contestant, for those of you that don't know, and um has sort of successfully managed to build her influencer status, particularly with um particular brands, clothing brands, um fast fashion clothing brands, may I add. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess there's been a lot of a lot of hype, a lot of talk around her name because unlike other contestants from this show, she's really maintained sort of her consistency and hard and hard work in inverted commas 
in inverted commas. I think I think like taking a step back because you know me, like I, I'm just with the level of detail. I think I think it's 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 kind of good to to break it down to even more molecular levels. So, um, Molly May went on this podcast called um, Diary of a CEO, and Diary of a CEO is run by someone who is a self-made multimillionaire. I think his name is Stephen. Um, and he has lots of podcasts where he speaks to um, very, very kind of what he, what people deem to be inspirational business people, people who have managed to kind of raise themselves to a certain level of success. And so he was having a chat with Molly May. And as you said, she was on Love Island. I believe she won Love Island with um, Tommy Fury, who's the younger brother of Tyson Fury. And um, she's now, I think, creative diary, um, creative diary, creative director um, at Pretty Little Thing. She's also kind of a Gymshark ambassador. She has millions of people following her on Instagram. And she's basically kind of turned herself into, I would say, because there's lots of different levels of lifestyle influencers. But I would say particularly she's probably you know, not top tier, but you know when that a person are kind of, they're out of the hundreds of thousands and they're on the millions of influencers. And so they're just more prominent in society. They kind of more have a standing, I would say, as a celebrity in and of their own, you know, in of their own right, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, 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 doing, she's doing her thing. Yeah. And so I think, um, you know, there there've been lots of situations and she kind of even uh, kind of acknowledged it where she has made tone deaf comments um tone deaf comments about things in this vein before and basically what she said based on the snippet um and I listened to other bits of the interview as well is she said a few a lot of things that we've heard but the 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 clip it that we keep seeing on social media is you know I really if you really want something you will let nothing get in your way um in getting it we've all got the same 24 hours in a day and if you want something you don't stop till you get it you go after it you do you know you do whatever you can to get whatever you want basically and you know what's what's, what's the problem what's the problem with that shan tell me what the problem is i'm not saying there isn't but i'm just saying what is the problem so i think I think in terms of, because to be honest, I'm one of the, I don't give a damn, like, whatever. So well done you for actually explaining the background and the context so well. (laughs) Um, I think, I do think that there's a dichotomy between race and gender here. Oh yeah. In terms of why do we care? And I think as a, as a black community, we've probably jumped on to be so aggrieved because you can say mathematically we do have the same 24 hours but what's afforded to us in the background in terms of finances in terms of education in terms of security it means that the way in which we're able to utilize our 24 hours is not the same Mm -hmm. that's one dichotomy and then the other the other side of it is in terms of gender Mm you know, a lot of conversation is that we often hear uh, men say the same thing. We hear motivational speakers say the same thing. People are referencing Jay-Z's um, 444 album mm-hmm. mm. and saying it's very much the same voice. So there's an issue with perhaps the fact that 
we're picking her mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. um maybe because of who she is yeah but i'm not here to defend a, a white woman i'm not gonna lie I, I, I think I think for me, my main gripe with the whole thing is that what what do we really? I think we need to think what we what we really want people to say because we have to accept the fact that we live in a capitalist society, and the reason that those structures remain in place and people are happy to participate in those structures out not outside of the fact that we have to work, we have to eat, whatever is the fact that there has to kind of be the pushing of the story that you can work your way out of poverty, you can work your way Mm. out of discrimination, you can even work your way and politically correctly act your way and speak your way and culture your way out of your blackness. And so there's always, like, there's always going to be people who kind of push that same message that I want something, I go and get it, I focus on it, I do what I need to do because we all want to be successful if we're real about it. The reason we're working the way that we're working and living the way that we're living is because we are trying to get a certain level of, I don't want to call it materialistic because sometimes people just trying to make sure that all their bills are paid, that they can pay for their kids' university. So I don't want to reduce it down simply to designer handbags and designer shoes, but we're all working, progressing and trying to earn more and trying to, to push forward in our careers because we're trying to aspire to a position where we have all of our material, physical, monetary needs met without having to overextend, without having to go into a credit card, without having to go to an overdraft, without having to have a massive mortgage, you know, putting that pressure on our shoulders. So for me, it's kind of like, what do we, what do we really want people to say? Because we're all participating I think glorifies that type of right and I'm I'm glad you said glorified because I think for me if I had to take any issue with the statement and um you know just coming back to our theme we have a theme this year Mm -hmm. our theme this year of working on ourselves and looking after our well-being I mean our mission is about well-being in all areas of our lives but my thing is then to be mindful of burnout like that's the problem with hustle culture like if the messaging I think it's just day amongst the social political economic um fragments of this conversation on a basic day-to-day level I think messaging like that is very it is potentially very harmful because what you're saying is you're not working hard enough if you if oh, you yeah. haven't got you're not working hard enough. Absolutely. And yeah. so my personal issue, if I was gonna take any, is be careful of what this hustle culture is teaching you and be careful of what you internalize in terms of whether or not you feel good enough, successful enough, have made it because what you're not working hard enough. That's yeah. dangerous for me. I think I I think that um I think for me personally, there's there's always two levels to it. And my view, per, my decision has been for this year, for 2022, is that I actually don't care about what anybody else is doing, what anybody else is saying, what anybody else is thinking about. And it's, for, it's because of things like this. And it's not because I think my viewpoint is correct, so I don't need any contribution from anyone else. It's more about 
I know what is important to me. I know what is a priority to me, whether that is going at 100 miles an hour or going at 10 miles an hour, right. whether that is lifting 100 kg or, or staying with my 5 kg. And I feel like we seem to be so easily spun about people saying, about silly people saying silly things. And we need to be really mindful of where we get our daily bread from. So for me, my daily bread is a sustenance. So that will be where I get my inspiration from, where I take my advice from, the things that I read, the things that um, contribute to how I form my opinions, whether that be opinions of myself, opinions about social issues, just how I sustain myself spiritually, emotionally to enable me to work and to be, you know, jazz hands or, you know, bunny finger ears, whatever it is successful and i feel like when we get to a point where we are listening to or we are spun out by a 22 year old who is able-bodied um yeah extremely slim very blonde supported by both parents supported by both parents you know perfect white teeth reality tv fame um i'm not trying to take away from her I'm just trying to say it's not the life that we're that we're all living. No, separate from that is that what does that person have to really offer you for you to be listening to them anyway? It's like right. if you have an issue, um, if you have a medical issue, why are you going to go and take medical advice from an accountant? Does that make sense? <laughs> right. You can say to your account, oh, I've got a headache and he's, he, he's not going to prescribe you anything because it's not his field. It's not, you know, he doesn't have, it doesn't mean he doesn't have something of substance to offer you in different areas of your life. But in that particular area where you need assistance, he hasn't, he hasn't got anything to say. And it's what's really been interesting for me and, and what's really been confusing for me is obviously you talk about black Twitter, black social media, black Instagram, black clubhouse, or all these social media platforms. But what's been really interesting to me is why when I'm going on shade bar or Instagram or things like that, it seems to be so many people in our community that seem so vested and so pressed about what she said, when what she is saying is literally of no importance to our community anyway. I just, I, I struggle to see why I, I think so, no, 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 because it's, it's wide enough. I, I struggle to see why we are so interested, why I have so much to say about what this person who has nowhere near our lived experience and is clearly not interested and has never been interested as far as I've known, Molly May, to be interested in anything to do with our lived experience. Why are we so pressed? And, and why are we I talking about what she has to say? You know, I remember when she got made creative director of Pretty Little Thing, and um, people were like, wow, that's amazing. You're 22, creative director of Pretty Little Thing, blah, 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 blah. Pretty Little Thing, I'm not even going to be a hypocrite. I buy clothes from there, but I try not to. Pretty Little Thing is a company which is built off the back. Of oppression. Of oppression. And exploitation. Labor, exploitation, underpaying people, stealing designs. She's the creative director of a brand that actively steals designs from black women starting up fashion boutiques, right? Mm. They actively um, copy and reproduce um, ideas, designs, designs for clothes, accessories, shoes from other businesses. They turn things around so quickly. Their clothes, no one can tell me pretty little things, no offence, their clothes are of any good quality. So I, I, I struggle to, and I... And I so, so, so I tell you what it is, Eve, and I think if we, 
dare I say, if we go back to 2020, go on. When suddenly we all, no, suddenly we didn't all realize, but we all decided to say out loud, we're tired very loudly, very clearly because of the, the events and the tragedies that took place. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem is with Molly May is the fact that she does have influence, regardless of whether you see that she has influence over us, yeah. you know, and as black women working, she does have influence. Yeah. And so, and whilst she is not the accountant to give you medication for your headache, whilst she is not the politician to tap into social issues, a voice like hers or what she says coming from someone like her with a level of white privilege, all the way you described her, is dangerous for those who are living in systemic um, poverty, um, who do not have the same access to educational opportunities, who do not have the same comfortability of housing, like all of those things. And I think the reason why we're so pressed is because it's like, baby girl, you're allowed to say that in the way that you say it. And I know like she's not there for the politics. I get it. But I think the reason why people are aggrieved is because your working day is not the same as my working day. Your hustle, your background, where you come from is not the same. Even on a like minute personal level, you know, I was in a clubhouse group and people were like, oh, you know, she's had to be creative for how she, imagine this, you have to, she has to be creative for how she grasps. She lives in Hertfordshire and her parents had to drive her to London to do photo shoots. Bruh, is that your defense? Like that's her hard work. She's had to be strategic and she lives in the sticks and her parents. Bruv, the one, the fact that you've got two parents that are supporting you, one. Two, the fact that they've got time to be driving you around to take photos. Like on a really practical level, it's like, it's literally like, don't piss me off. Honestly, that's that. And I think that's what it is. It's like all of us are out here working hard, but it's just not the same. Yeah, but if Beyonce said that, would you guys be so pressed about it? I mean, that's a, I, not a different, it's not a different conversation, but I, if you look at, like... I think, I think we'd forgive her a little bit more because the, the wider point I'm trying to make is one, excuse me, I don't give a damn about what Molly May says. I get what you're saying about the fact that the fact that she has a voice and that's, that is the attitude she perpetuates and that is harmful. But first of all, she's not saying, I have to be honest with you, she's not saying anything that we haven't heard before. That's no. what I'm just kind of, She's not, that's why I'm kind of like, yeah. I get it, but in the same breath, where are we getting our daily bread from? Where are we getting our sustenance from? And when are we gonna get to when are we gonna get to a point basically where we are of a view that you know what, we block that out because that's BS. Because from the time that uh, me as a black woman is trying to talk to a white woman like Molly May about hustle, struggle, and we've all got the same 24 hours. I've already I've already fallen into the pool. I've already fallen yeah. off the cliff. By the time by the time I'm coming to a to equate 
my journey with someone else's journey. He was so mm. diametrically opposed and lives a completely different life mm. and makes money in a completely different way. You know, I think it'd be a very different conversation if we had, you know, a Molly May talking to a Mel's wardrobe and they're talking about that and then she's trying to say those type of things and Mel's can Mel can be like, well, no or yes or no. Like, yeah, I'm completely different. For me personally, it's a completely different land, landscape. And I think that we're in a situation where we have, because of social media and because of the wildfire of how media works, we seem to get really pressed about people who who say things and those people have nowhere near our lived are nowhere near mm. our lived experience so i'm not saying that we don't criticize her i'm not saying that we don't call her out because of her privilege but what i'm trying to say is that we're wasting wasting our breath because someone like molly may doesn't care because while we're, we're talking in our 24 hours she working ah <laughs> no take you yeah but it's true but we're wasting time she sees it and Energy. she's in her life and she's doing what she wants to do and she's happy with it and i think when when you this is this is probably what getting into a deeper conversation of why like working class people like vote conservative or why you have like the most kind of junior person who's in the workplace who's never going to be promoted capping and caping for for the boss or people breaking you know breaking their necks and killing themselves to get promoted at work when it's never going to happen because the system is not designed for them to be successful. They're like, if I just do everything if I need to do, if I just jack and jill it, that's what I call it. You know, if I just jack and jill it, if I just code switch, if I just work all the hours under God's hands, if I just come up with these ideas and I just do this, I I will get promoted and I'll, I'll get there and, and I'll make it. And, and a part of me is just always kind of like... What are you chasing? Not even, no, not even what are you... What are you chasing? But that is a question to ask separately. But part of me is kind of like, it gets to a point where you have to t you have to take accountability for your th thought process and how you set your life out and how you define what success looks like to you. Because I think that there is a general issue, I believe, personally, with influencers. People love influencers, but at the same time, they hate influencers. Mm. Because an influencer is telling you that you work hard in a big, a big situation, a big issue about um, what Money May has said about working hard is people are like, but you, you got a few, you got followers on Instagram. Okay, it was hard, fine, cool, whatever. And I'm not saying it isn't because I, I, I don't have any followers on Instagram. Influencer life is hard, mate. You know what I mean? Mm. You know, you sat in a bed um, in, in the sun for six to eight weeks and then, you know, you carried on posting pictures. So a lot of people don't really like what she's saying because they feel like influencers have a very easy life. They get paid mm. a lot of money. They got sent a lot, of, a lot of things for free. It's very easy. I know nothing about being an influencer. Um, I, there's so many different types of influence. I don't have a clue. However, I think that's a bigger issue with it because people don't, people don't respect it. But this like is the thing about slaying in your lane, right? Because me, or, you know, we dedicated how much years to studying, blah, 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 blah. My graft was hard. I could say my graft was hard. I worked hard. I'm not a manual labourer. Do you know what I mean? Manual labourers work hard. They're needed. Their jobs are important. Influencers, it might look, it might look, look glossy and lovely, but it is a job in its own right. And th there's something really important in what you're saying about literally slaying in your own lane. Yeah, I just think we have an, I, I think, I think there needs to be an, there is an acceptance and it's becoming a wider acceptance that people don't want to, people don't like working. 
they don't like working that we're very much different from our parents generation we're not going to do 40 hours a week at the same place for 40 years or we're not going to be in the same career for we're not doing that from yeah working 25 to 65 to to possibly try you know and retire you know we're, we're not trying to do that we're trying to we're, maximize. we're our best lives and we're trying to maximize now and we're trying to find ways basically to have an easier life now and create generational wealth and things like that so there's there's an inherent resentment there because one people don't really want to work and they don't see influencers as working but there's also probably an inherent um resentment there in the fact that it's just this pretty you know pretty woman pretty white woman talking about hard work and in our minds it's just not conceivable because whatever work she's had to do, we know that a black woman to try and get to her same position is going to have to work 10 to 20 yeah. harder. And my my thing about it and the thing that kind of makes me, makes me really kind of like, I don't give a damn about it is because it adds, these type of conversations I feel personally for me add nothing because you're asking someone who's very, very privileged to recognize their privilege and what they're going to do you know, I recognise that I'm privileged. And she even said that, like, in the clip, she's like, I know I'm privileged, but I still believe X, Y, Z. You're not, you're mad at Molly May, but really you're mad at a lot of working class people. You're mad at people like Boris Johnson. You're mad at people like Preeti Patel. You're mad at people, um, you know, like Rishi Sunak, whatever his name is. You're mad at those people who, who believe, basically, that, you know, if you are poor, you can simply work your way out of poverty. That's what it is. That's that's what you're really, that's what you're really mad at. But that principle is an ingrained principle that has been ingrained to us. The same way when we were young, our parents was like, "You need to do well at school so you can go up and get a good job so you can pay your bills." Like it, it's always that. It, it's it's that thing of you can work your way out of poverty, and we have to realize that people have privilege and recognizing privilege, blah blah blah. They just don't care. They really, really, they really, really just don't care. So I'm, I, I'm going to blink his own. I'm going to look at Molly May and I'm going to say, that's nice for you. I'm glad that you think that way. And I'm going to be like my to-do list and what I'm trying to achieve and understanding who I am and what success is to me. So that when I see someone living a very high level materialistic life, being creative director at a brand that steals from black women, I'm just going to be like, well, okay. And everyone's pressed and everyone's so frustrated about what she said. But, you know, you're still following her on Instagram. You're and you're still, still going to order from Pretty Little Thing. So, do you know what I mean? Like, me, I'm really genuinely, like, trying, like, categorically, categorically not to to, to, to order from that brand. Because that brand is actually demonic. Like, no shade. I'm not even. I'm not even. I'm I think demonic <laughs> is something that my grandma Enid would have said. To just <laughs> But you get yes, what I'm trying to say. Yes, and I just I think I just wish that this would just be a reminder to all of us as to why we need to support black influencers, make sure we follow our black influencers, make sure that we use their their um affiliate codes, make sure that we, you know, use and support black owned brands. Pretty little thing is not a black owned brand. And if you don't really like what Molly May has said. The best thing you can do is unfollow on Instagram and stop buying from Pretty Little Thing. But unfollow? Who's following? No, <laughs> well, six million people are. Not me. Well, not me. I'm not what I'm just saying. <laughs> and then I'll and just be like, okay, well, if that's, if that's what the, the creative director of CEO 
of of pretty little thing thinks you know what i'm gonna do how about i'm just never gonna buy from them again and every time i want something i'm gonna buy from a different brand how about that yeah just block out the noise yeah but just to be clear like i think what she said is absolute trash but for me personally if it was a man that said it we wouldn't have a problem if beyonce said something similar we probably would have not been as as frustrated but more importantly i kind of feel like when you have defined what success means to you, this kind of BS is a lot yes. triggering. That's what I'm trying to say. You know what? Yeah. I, when, when I said, let's talk about it, I didn't know that this is the way the conversation was going to go. But I'm really glad it has. No, because it's so aligned to, to what we want to share this year. Yeah. It's so aligned to literally like work on yourself exactly what you're saying I think that's a line where are you getting your daily bread from because this although we're here talking about it I'd like to think the end message is that we're not talking about it we're talking about you need to be doing what fills your soul what fills your mind what fills your pocket and know how to filter out the noise know where your energy should be concentrated in in delivering whatever success means for you. Yeah. I, I like, and for me personally, like, I just feel, I, I genuinely just feel like you, the kind of life that we're living and where things, and, and where things are going in terms of there just being everyone having a voice, everyone seeming to want to say things that attack oppressed people. Like, for example, I'm not going to go into it, but there's a podcast that's come out and it's clear that, you know, they said attacking black women, saying horrible things about black women, people talking about that. There always seems to be, um, especially for black women, I feel, when things come out, when things go viral, there always seems to be the thing that is being said by the important person, you know, is is attacking us is attacking oppressed people and mm. those people are being kicked down so it's like you have to get to a point where you're just kind of like i know what's important to me like if i look at my priorities and what i'm trying to do and where my heart is and who i care about and what i care and who i care for and what my community is then i'm not going to give a damn about what yeah. some, some lollipop headed 22 i shouldn't even call her that that's out of order but was some kind of airheaded in my view because I felt like what she said was very airheaded it was completely tone deaf and it was clear that it was very individualistic and very selfish and I wouldn't want to be friends with that person I wouldn't want to be around that person um and that's just me so I'm not going to care about what that person says whether it comes you know whether it comes from her or even if it came from Jay-Z I would kind of be looking at it like a bit with a left eye like do you really think you're like a multi multi-millionaire I get it, but do you think that's the right thing to be saying? But that is, you know, if Jess Bezos would say the same thing, a lot of the very yeah. successful videos or those inspirational YouTube videos that people watch again and again and again, telling people to wake up at five o'clock every day, to go to bed at midnight, to literally work themselves into the ground, basically making you feel shit about yourself, excuse my French, until you're literally running yourself racket, ragged, mm. you know, making making you think that achieve, achieving material things and making money is the only way for you as an individual to be successful and to have impact like that whole thought process 
is very, very damaging. And that's how they, you know, that's how they nab us at work, you know. We don't want you to leave. We're not, you know, we're going to treat you like crap. You know, you want to leave? Okay, we'll flick a little, you know, pay rise at you. Or or we'll, we'll give you a new title that sounds sound special. Because mm, that's what... Carrots and magpie ship, yeah. And, and, I, and I feel like there is a massive agenda out there to make us think, like, as long as we work ourselves to death, we will be okay. And um, so I'm quite surprised that she would say something like that because, she, you know, she doesn't work herself to death. She doesn't. <laughs> the she irony. She doesn't. She, she doesn't teach and plan classes and do all the things that you do. Like she just doesn't. So, I don't know. That's just me. But I'm. I can be very flippant sometimes about these type of things. But I. I think for me, with the whole focus of working on on you the reason i really wanted this to kind of be something important that we talked about is because if you don't define yourself for yourself you know you are gonna you are gonna be going from a to b to c to d everyone else's kind of perceptions and opinions are gonna hold way too much weight in your your head and part of working on yourself is like this is who i am i like who i am this is what i want to do and I'm going to focus on what's best to me. And I'm not going to look left. I'm not going to look right. And if I need to jog, I'm going to jog. If I need to hop, I'm going to hop. If I need to sprint, I'm going to sprint. But ultimately, I'm when I wake up in the mirror and I look at myself, I like what I see. I'm proud of who I am. And I know that I am prioritizing important things. Preach. Preach. And on that note, I just think, like, you know, I, I, you, you just said, so I'm just going to repeat it. People that might have missed it. <laughs> Define yourself for yourself. And so as we open the year, and although every day, every minute, every hour is a new opportunity to change something and turn it around, but this time of year is especially yeah. significant and sentimental. You know, just take a moment to like ask yourself, what is it that I want? Yeah. What are my measures of yeah. success? How do how do I want to go about that? Not how can I, because like you said, you can hop, skip, run, jump, sprint or walk. What method do you want to take? What works for you? And you know what I say as well? I want people, and this is a more message to myself, to accept that it's okay to go easy on yourself. To literally it's okay to take your time with something, to go easy on yourself. And just, just to sit in that, it's okay to rest, it's okay to be like, you know what, this month I'm not going to do, I don't care who's chasing me, who's stressing me, I'm just going to chill because I need it because I'm on the edge. This month I can I, I can do more. This month yeah. I know I have to do less. All of those type of things, we kind of need to set the boundaries for ourselves. So, and also, and also I think part of setting the boundaries and knowing what success looks like for you means that you don't have to preach and repeat that kind of hustle, boss chip, boss babe, you know, rhetoric that we like to hear from certain people. Because some people would have listened to Molly May and would have been really inspired. Some mm. people would have been like, yeah, she's right. You know, yeah. I've only got, I've got the same 24 hours in a day as, as she has. Some people look at it and be like, that is so insensitive. But what I wanted us to take from it is at the end of the day, like, if you want to be inspired, be inspired. If you want to be disgusted, be disgusted. But focus on yourself because you don't look to people who have no substance. <laughs> and them say comparison is the thief of joy because you're spending so much time outside of yourself. 
you're not appreciating and valuate um and valuing and what's I, and here think, and what's now as long you. as you understand yeah exactly and as long as you understand what some systematic oppression is and you know what your role will be in facilitating the dismantling of that then you know live your life just banner banner sorry it's out of order <laughs> <laughs> oh babes i'm so glad we were here thank you <laughs> no thank you thank, thank you. you and i mean it would be really, really good to be able to talk to and connect with a lot more of our listeners this year. So if you're listening and it's anywhere before the 28th of January, oh, yes, yes, you'll find us at Co Dalston on yeah. that Friday for our very, very first Black Women Working Day, co-working day, where you can come along, bring your laptop, create a space where you're with like-minded people I mean you're gonna have your own work to do that's cool but we just want to we want to build our energy you know build the connect and like I said it, it I I really want to connect with our black women working a lot more this year so hopefully we'll have many more opportunities to find us along the year but that's the one coming up coming up coming up coming up I'm looking forward to it actually I really yeah have. I'm gonna be doing a vision board session I'm gonna be doing a coaching session optional for those that can fit it into their working day it's gonna it's gonna be wicked man it's gonna be really really good I'm looking forward to it I'm looking forward to it and I think it's just nice it's just a nice vibe because in between working from home and working from the office and just being like you know here I can do my work but I can do my work with people like me who see me and it's just taking I think one thing that, about working from home is that it has kind of put us on a lot of an, of isolation. At least we can kind of, when we're coming back to working with others, we can work with people that we choose to be around. Nice. It's really important. That's a real new sisterhood that we could be building. Precisely. So if that sold you, head over to Eventbrite, type in Black Women Working, and you'll find our event there. Um, and as always, you can keep up to date via our social media platforms, that's at BWW Podcast UK. You can get us more directly on the email blackwomenworkinguk at gmail.com. And a general overview of what we're doing, sign up for our newsletter, catch up on any episodes you've missed or what's going on for us on our website, which is www.blackwomenworking.com. And um, can you do me a big favour? I'd really appreciate it if you could like us. And- yep because that helps more black women who are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify find us, find out about us so the algorithms friend, make sure you share um, this podcast with at least two of your other black women friends and yeah Lovely. Black women. we love black women too. yeah they'd be supporting us for yeah. okay and on that note thank you baby girl I'll see you soon ciao